1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
0: Welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is designed to talk about everything hunting in Colorado. Whether you're a new hunter, old timer, or something else, Colorado Hunting Hub will have something for you. I'm your host, Clint Whitley, and let's get started. Welcome back to Colorado Hunting Hub's podcast, where we are always bringing information to help you uh, with the learning curve that we all face in the hunting world. And uh, this is episode four. This is our third and final episode of our Hunt Planner series, and then we're going to get on to some other things. I almost felt bad about the last episode. It was regulation, so I called it rules, rules, rules. Uh, just it's a touch boring, I know, but... You got to go through that research and 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 do some of those things. And if you uh, understand research, some research can be not so fun. So uh, hopefully, didn't lose any listeners in that process. But uh, if you're here listening, appreciate it very much. And uh, check out some more things. I got a guest next week. Actually, going to interview her tomorrow. But for next week's episode, that I think is, this person has a kind of a cool story. So that'll be kind of a fun and unique unique listen but uh this is our final episode for the hunt planner until we get closer to the season uh specifically elk season i know we're in turkey season right now here in colorado and uh, we're just getting ready to roll with that my wife on getting her hunt uh roland just spoke with a landowner this morning that uh turkeys were were there this morning so uh just a matter of time when she can get off work and we can go set up the blind and sit in it and call in a turkey and and see if she can stick one with a bow so it'll be kind of a cool experience because it'll be her first real hunt uh she shot a pheasant one time in south dakota but that's about it she's never had a uh tag a hunting tag of any kind so hunting's not really her thing but she uh, uh she's trying it and, and uh, I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure what her motivations are, whether she's just doing it to appease me or maybe she's interested and wants to try it and see what it's all about, but I know she loves shooting her bow. So that's the, that's the big thing there is I found something that she thought she, or she knows she enjoys and and that's what the avenue we're going to go down. So, uh, for this hunt planner series, this last episode, I've got a resource and a tool that I use every single year. And it's really helped me create some opportunities for myself for tags. And so I'll I'll share that again with you. It's the hunt planners in the uh, description below where you're watching, listen to this. So scroll down, click the link link where it says hunt planner. And on that sheet, all you got to do is scroll down a little bit. And if you haven't done some of the previous things, the last two episodes will walk you through it. So the getting started checklist, the goals, the regulation spot, and and if you wouldn't mind, record some of those regulations things that you're you need to remember uh, because they may be different than your state, or uh, you got to remember that you need to get. Uh, something different for your muzzle muzzleloader or whatever it is. So uh, that was a good place I thought we could record some of the things. So scroll down to page five, and this is called tags, tag acquisition. Uh, so there's some, uh, this is kind of my my system here that I have that I think works really well. Um, again, if you have comments, questions, uh, email address is clint.a.whitley at gmail.com. Instagram is CL underscore Whitley. Facebook is Colorado hunting hub and leave me a five-star review please on iTunes. Uh, so wait, anyway, let's move on to those tags. So the first part of that is a little chart that you can fill out here. I got another goal. I, I think it's very important to be goal oriented to keep you focused uh, because I do the same thing. So what's your, what's your tag goal? Is it that you want to hunt this year? And you know, you're not going to be able to do it again, a good hunt for so many years down the road. Um, and I can give you examples of that with what my goals are uh, for elk. I want to hunt every year and then save up a few points to do kind of a cool hunt. I'm not saving up for them, unit uh, 10, 2, 201, those once in a lifetime big hunts. I'm not going to save up for those. I would rather have a really cool hunt. Every couple of years, then something that's supposed to be amazing and do it once in a lifetime uh, just has so much pressure on it. So I'd, I'd rather just uh, extend operate send my extend my opportunities uh, and and do them frequently. And so that uh, yeah is over the counter plan, but saving maybe three, four, five points for elk deer is kind of a similar thing. Save three, four, five points and use them. Uh, and that's kind of my, my method. So you guys can do whatever you want. Uh, and so figure out what that goal is and that's going to determine your next steps. And then I like to record my preference points here. So I don't always have to keep looking them up, uh, or cause I'll come back to this. I'll do this research in January and then maybe come back to it in March right before applications. And then I'll do it again in the fall when I'm just getting done with the hunting season and while I'm out there not finding any deer. I'm already creating next year's plan. So, uh, it's good to have those point systems weighted down. Cause you always seem to have a lot more. You think you have a lot more than you actually do. So, uh, there, I just threw in some numbers, one for deer, four for antelope, two for elk, just threw some things in there. And then, uh, a little row there for my season options. What are your options? Uh, what, and that can, this is a reference of what one of your first goals was at the beginning of this document, it's muzzleloader, okay? So that's going to guide you. Then I put the links again to some of the research tools. The brochures are right there for you. And then the draw and hunting statistics. This is the money tab right there. Uh, click on that and let that load and open. Uh, and Onyx Maps, I, I'm not getting any money or nothing from them, but I use them, Google Earth, uh game management hunt unit maps that's from CPW and the CPW hunt atlas is there, which is kind of a, a helpful thing. So uh scroll down to page nine, and this is my chart that I use, my success decision chart. So uh what I do with this is I, dec- I decide on what success rates I want to guide my research. So I did this with have done this with goat specifically. Haven't done it with the elk yet because I just in a couple of points, and then I'll and then I'll do this research. But for my goat, I knew that I wanted to draw a tag, and just speaking with people, I've heard it's possible to draw a tag for goat every you know eight ten years or so uh, if you're doing it right. Maybe a little luckier, maybe a lot less luckier, depending on the the areas. So. Figure out what kind of success rate. So I found every unit that I would be where I was at in my points that I would be able to draw a tag. Uh, I'd have a 3% or higher chance to draw a tag. Okay? So that was my first decision that I made. And then go down to the draw tag success. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The first row, decide your following success rates to guide your... your uh, um, your location where you're going. Oh, that's exactly what I did. Sorry. Uh, so, this is this one's elk on here, uh, but I did goat another time. So, anyway, draw and tag success. I want to draw a tag. Uh, and let's say for goat, it was that three to 5% is what I'm going to my success chances for drawing. Uh, I wanted it to be that. I didn't want to go with a less than 1% chance. With where I was at, that wasn't wasn't the, the thing that was going to work for me. Um, and then the hunt success. I wanted something that was going to be in that no less than 70% success rate. Uh, with a lot of those goats, those, those units' success rates were high. And then I looked at the past three years so that I had that data and I knew there wasn't like a messed up year there. Or you look at some goat units, one year can be 100%, the next year can be 0%, and it's all weather dependent. So the hunt success, uh, I wanted that 75%. I might have, thinking back, it might have been an 80 80 to 100% is the success rate that I wanted. Because I'm a tougher hunter. I I will get out there and, and hike, and I have no problem getting into some of the nasty stuff. So I figure if it's 80%, the, that twenty percent that didn't fill, they may have just been a little older and bigger, or something like that. I don't know. So, figure out what those those success rates are going to be. And common a- uh, an average for the the over the counter tags is about ten percent. So, there's another example. Oh, I did put my Mountain Goat on there. Awesome. So, scroll down to tag research. Throw in some hunt codes. I think I can pull, these numbers are completely made up, so don't hold me accountable for those. But I will throw in the, the hunt code in there. And then I'll pull up the uh, CPW link from above, the hunting statistics. Scroll down to where it says whatever species you want. View deer hunting statistics. Scroll down. And you can see from 2019 back to 2015, if you want older, you can scroll down even more. But I usually just choose the uh, last three years, the draw recap report, that's one you want and the harvested estimate, that's one you want uh, stats guys and real data driven guys. You're going to go even further into this than I will. Uh, but for someone who has a full-time job and not a ton of time in the world and a little kid who's, so I've got half hour before I need to go to bed, uh, at night. I, I skip out on a lot of things, but that, so the drawn out at doesn't really do much for me and you may have a different opinion, but that's okay. So on the draw deer, draw recap PDF, that one is kind of intimidating. There's a lot of data there and you just gotta, you gotta break it down. So take your unit that you are hunting and find that that tag that you think you could get or uh, you, you don't even know what the stats are yet, but let's just say it's a um open it up randomly to deer unit 63. I, I don't know anything about unit 63, uh, hunting unit 63. If I flip to the back cover of the brochure is down in the Montrose area, black Canyon, I think that's, and that's kind of, okay, so that's good, uh, good deer hunting down there. So I'm going to choose 63 and there's a first, second, third season. I want to hunt again. This is all made up, uh, 63 third season, a buck tag. So there's my hunt code unit. So what I will do is find that unit. Now you can scroll through all these pages. And it's actually taking my computer quite some time to, to pull it up. So what I do is I go control F and I start typing that in that hunt code in D M O four R and that'll pull up the sheet that I want. And now I can start to see on there how many tags they give out. And I can start to see what the percentages of what, uh, where people are drawing and I can see uh, at what point those people draw. So on the left-hand side, you got the columns there. They show the, show the applicants. And then on the right-hand side, it shows who is successful out of those applicants. Okay. So we'll come back to that in just a sec. Back to your, uh, research, uh, page where you're recording this so throw in your hunt code on your chart and then start taking a couple of notes and you'll see my example notes there so i've done a little googling and i found out or just listening to podcasts i found out that the Gunnison area has got big bucks it's known for big bucks okay so i'm making some some qualitative data there not just quantitative i got some qualitative data there uh that that it's good to know it's big bucks um or uh, same thing with moose, you know, where those bigger moose areas are. Um, and you can, we'll, we'll show you where some of that stuff is here too. And then I find out how many points for sure is it going to take me to draw. And I'll record things like, well, there's 105 applicants and they gave out six tags. Uh, that gives me a 5% chance of drawing. I know those numbers don't add up. I just threw some random numbers in there. And then I look back at the previous three years, the hunt success was 60% one year, 70% and 60% the other. So out of those three years, we had some different winters and things, and it still led to a pretty successful hunt. So that didn't scare me away. And then uh, you can see uh, I threw in some other units and started looking at things and I saw, oh, what a waste of points, low success. Uh, and, and there's some of those units you're starting to hear about with elk uh, that are well-known areas that people are not finding the same kind of success So, uh, or, or the quality. So it's good to do your research and find out oh, that was a waste of points. So, and then I continue that down and add rows and columns to this thing so that you can keep adding and do and find yourself 10, 15, 20 units or tag options. You can see I did one for, for this deer. I did one for second season, one for third season uh, because I wanted to know the difference. And sometimes between second and third season or fourth season could be a difference of 15 preference points in the same unit. And it's all because of those bigger bucks coming out uh, into more of the open and, and during during the, and getting closer to the rut. So that's a, that's a big factor there. Uh, the other document that reference I gave you was the harvest estimates. So you can scroll down on that one, the statewide deer harvest, scroll down and you can see some, this is where you see the percent success and it's broken down by success of all manners of take rifle, um, archery. So we're going to go find for our archery. Season in unit 63. That was the one we were talking about. Unit 60. Oh, perfect. Top of the page on this thing. Uh, 63 for all rifle seasons has a 48% success rate. That's pretty good. I'll take almost half, half a percentage because I want to just say I'm It's not true, but I'm going to just say I'm a better hunter than most people. And that'll give me the confidence to go work hard for it. Uh, And I think that's a helpful mindset to have. And then you can scroll down and look at that even more detailed. Because we want to look at each one of those seasons. Okay, I'm down to second rifle. Second rifle in 63. 63. 48%. 48%. All right. Third season. Third season. 45%. That's interesting. So it would be, it's right around the same uh, for both of those seasons. And they do have a four season rifle. Right? Well, they did in the previous years. That was 67%. So uh, that gives you an idea. So I've checked out those success rates for the unit, record that in there, and then I'll come back to it and think about uh, if that's something I want to do or not. So let's look back at the uh, statistics sheet. And 963 pages. How the heck do you navigate that? Uh, I do control F. And I'll enter DM. Oh, this is my unit 63. Oh yeah, four season. We'll go four season because that looked like a good tag. Okay, I do a control F and I hit enter and that takes me directly to the four... that that page where that statistics are so each hunt code has its own page so in the red box you have a quota of 10 they only give 10 tags out for that whole unit all right and then i look in the orange box on the left pre-draw applicants i have how many points do i have i have two points i think for deer so i would have ended up in one of the six people that applied i did not apply for this tag now i go over to the right hand box post draw success yeah wouldn't have drawn that most likely people didn't start drawing that till eight points one at nine points 12 points you can get lucky and draw one much earlier but i like to kind of take a look at that and see uh realistically what are my chances so it's not till I have eight points or so, maybe seven, maybe six, could be five, uh, that I'm, not, I'm gonna I'm not gonna draw that out. So, and then you can look up in the gray box. This one's kind of helpful uh, to show some of those percentages. But I actually redo my own percentages based on where I am at. So I take the uh, number of applicants and I just remove anyone that's lower than me. I know that may not be statistically 100% accurate, but it gives me a better percentage of what I would be drawing out at. So, that this sheet can be very intimidating, but use that control F find that tag you're looking for and you can see kind of roughly yeah, I might draw it, might, drop, might not. Um, and I know for for sure that I'm not drawing a deer tag this year. Uh, in the primary draw, maybe secondary, hopefully secondary, uh, because I applied for some of those that were far higher than, uh, the chances than, than what I have. If I draw it, it'll be just the luckiest thing ever. So, uh, tag research back to your, your, uh, hunt planner. You've got a few codes there, record this, do this for multiple years and find the, that hunt success, find those, uh, tags that are 5% draw. So then when I come back to April 7th or whenever the date is that you got to have your, uh, applications in, I'm going to look at this and see and make a this final decision that third season is not worth the points. I actually could have a good success second season. So I'm going to go for that tag and this will give you a guide instead of just taking a shot in the dark on a place. It gives you some purpose and understanding of an area without even looking at a map. And then i left a little chart right below that that says best tags to go after this is where you do everything or you record your final decision so elk deer those are made up units again so don't don't take anything uh, seriously i just grabbed them Uh, but i will do this for every single species that i'm putting in for the draw and it gives me gives me a Way to think about it. It gets kind of fun messing with some of that data, uh, and and you get to learn it. But I've got a list now: best tags to go after for elk, deer, turkey, moose, goat, sheep, all those. So that it kind of wraps up our hunt planner series, uh, three episode series for now. We will jump back into this come preseason, but for now, get out and shoot your bow. You can't stop shooting your bow or without going backwards, uh, I've noticed that, uh, and then shoot your rifle. You got to get out and, and do some things, and if you need to lose a few corona pounds, go lose some pounds uh, and and get to hiking and getting in some decent shape. Now's a decent time to do that, so we have some big news and changes coming up to this podcast, chatting with a gentleman from a place uh, that... Could make a big difference in in what I'm doing here, so I'm excited about that. Stay tuned uh, as those new changes are developed as they develop. So um, we've concluded this part. Next episode be an interview with a lady I work with. uh, That's a non-hunter, but she's got a kind of a cool story about hunting, and that's what we're talking about is hunting in Colorado. So uh, thanks for listening and you come back. Appreciate you listening. Reach out with questions and comments and concerns. Talk to you next time.